0: Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope Financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. We want, we want great things for you, for, for your future. We want, we want things to shift from wherever they are in your life right now to better. And so I'm going to bless you before I start teaching and just because we want God's breakthrough In your life for for good. So I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever's going on. I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. All right, family. Last week, we started talking about God's invitation to us as a church to take a big step forward in the area of worship. Sorry. Worship. Not all areas of worship. Not all areas, But specifically when we gather together to sing praises in a gathering like this to God and, and, and all that goodness. So we, we talked about how we as church leaders have been leaning into this area of, uh, and even planning uh, a 24-hour worship time this autumn in about a month from now, a live worship gathering. But as I said, in order for us to really take a leap forward in the area of worship, it's, it's not just going to be up to our leaders, but we together need to step with intentionality. So last week I entitled the message intentionally coming into God's presence to worship. And we talked about coming and thinking about God's throne room presence, the, his worship environment that inter- eternal worship environment in heaven where the angels never stop saying holy, holy, holy and, and and just thinking through that environment that we are coming into that and we are joining in that eternal worship. Today I want to take this further because, yes, that is, we, we want to talk about the intentionality of coming into God's presence to worship, but we are also all coming from different starting points. And, and the journey to worship may look a little bit different and take a little bit different intentionality depending on where we're, we're starting at. Sometimes, uh, even today we're, we're at different starting points, but then throughout our lives we're going to have different starting points when we're coming to worship. So today I want to talk about seven different potential starting points. And so I've entitled this message, Intentionally Coming Into God's Presence to Worship from Different Starting Places. Clever title. So clever. Capturing exactly what we're going to be talking about from different starting places. You know, some places are just easier to start from than others, you know, happy places versus challenging places. But the good news for us is the path from getting from here wherever that is to intentionally worshiping God has some similar pieces and we have similar helps in the Bible. We can we can always take the God-focused approach which would be thinking about God's throne room presence, which we talked about that last week, and it's remembering Jesus and what he's done for us, and remembering God's perfect goodness, those three God-focused pieces. But we can also remember that we have 150 psalms in in the Bible, plus other psalms throughout the scriptures, and, and different people's stories and examples of how they moved from a vast variety of different Places in life towards worship, and we can we can look at their examples and learn. So today, I we're gonna we're gonna have Psalms as our example. If you like Psalms, you're at the right place. If you don't like Psalms, you're at the right place. Uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna have are gonna looking at Psalms and maybe some different Psalm examples that can help guide us as we think through different starting points for going from wherever we are today towards worshiping jesus so okay seven examples the first one is the easiest one starting point number one starting from a good or even great place right now i'm sure this is where we all are at today sure Uh, but starting a good or great place this should be the easiest starting point because life is going well there's so much to be thankful for i encourage you to think about psalms such as psalm 100 Psalm 100, as a a great starting place, as a great challenge. Psalm 100 says, Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Now if you're starting in a good place with God these days or even even a great place, let your joy be contagious to us. Your thankfulness be contagious to us. Encourage us by your joy-filled worship, because when you come with your thankfulness and your joy-filled worship from a perspective of life is going well for you, it is, a testify, it is a testimony to us, it is a testimony to us, maybe who aren't quite in as great of a place, that we could get through this someday, that, that there is a God who is listening and praiseworthy, who does bring people through hard times. And if you have come through that and you're in a joyful place, in a victory place, then declare with intentionality and joyfulness the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. And, and I encourage you, even though that's the easiest starting point, it still takes intentionality. Sometimes we start coasting on, yeah, God's good to me. And you kind of forget how amazing that is and, and how, how exciting that is. So again, that, that's the easiest starting point when it's good and when it's great. Um, but it still takes intentionality. It's the next six that I want to be a little bit more focused on. Uh, Starting point, potential starting point number two. Starting from a place of feeling distant from God. Hopefully this isn't your starting point today. Uh, It may be at different points in your life. Maybe you've experienced it in this past, but feeling dry, feeling apathetic, empty, emotionally low, potentially, just don't feel like worshiping God at all, how do we get from here to worshiping? What's the process of that? Maybe when you're a bit dehydrated, we can think about the the dry aspect. If you're a bit dehydrated, do something about that. Go to the kitchen, grab a glass, fill it full of water, and dump that water down your throat. Right? Right? It, 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 just do something about that when you're a little bit dehydrated to to to, to see hydration return to, to your body. It's it's a bit like that with with worship. You may not feel motivated at all. You may not want to just make any effort at all, but with just a bit of intentionality by showing up to worship. You can give your soul the water of worship that it it desperately needs. As you remember God's presence, that he's real, that you're reminded of the wow of God, and as you remember Jesus, what does Jesus say in John 7? He says, you know, it's on the last and most important day of the feast, John 7, Jesus stood up and he said this, he cried out. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. That's the invitation from Jesus himself, quoting from the Old Testament, for all who are feeling distant, empty, dry, apathetic, to come to Jesus, to come intentionally to Jesus so that streams of living water can flow again can flow on the inside. So we can remember Jesus, and we can remember God's perfect goodness to us, his, his microsecond goodness. God is always good. Every split second, he's good. Again, there's so many stories in the Bible of, and, and so many psalms where somebody is starting from a context of feeling distant or dry, a, a, away from God, maybe emotionally low. And, and yet they don't give in all the way. And with that little bit that they have left, they intentionally choose to remember what God is like, even in their in their dryness and and his goodness. One example, maybe the psalm for you today, if you're in a dry place, you can you can think about Psalm 57, starting in verse 7. It says this my heart is confident, God. My heart is confident, I will intentionality, I will sing. I will sing praises. Wake up, my soul. See that? I mean, speaking to my heart. Wake up, my soul. That doesn't seem to be the starting point of the the person at this moment. But I will sing. I will sing praises. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, harp and lyre. I will wake up the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the peoples. I will, intentionally, I will sing praises to you among the nations for your faithful love. Now that I recall, your faithful love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. God, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over the whole earth. I just, I just love that speaking to my heart when it's, when it's feeling dry or empty. Like, wake up. Wake up as we remember God and his goodness and his, his faithfulness. Wake up, my soul. Friends, don't stay in apathy. You know, don't don't simmer there. You don't have to linger there. It's a miserable place to stay. Shout out loud. (laughs) Shout out loud. And walk in the opposite spirit. Okay, that's number two. A third potential starting point. Starting from a place of active disobedience. Uh, sin and failures now again that's none of you but you may meet people in your life sometime who have sinned and they might be starting from a place of active disobedience so you can counsel them with with this stuff but what is the path from active disobedience to worship what's the path there as always we start by remembering god's throne room presence like what we saw in Isaiah last week where, where Isaiah comes into God's throne room presence and he has a holy sorrow over his unclean lips. A holy sorrow over the, the, the situation in his life and, and, then, he rem- and then we remember Jesus. And we remember what Jesus has done, the forgiveness that is possible. Maybe we remember stories in the Bible like the the prodigal son who who rejects the father, who walks away and and goes and lives a life of sin, but then repents and returns. And and God's love, the, the welcome of the father, the loving welcome of the father. Or maybe we remember the story of the... I think it's a tax collector, but it's a sinner. I, I, I can't remember which one. I think it's a tax collector who is just in the temple and he's just beating himself. Like just beating himself up just for how broken he is about his sin. Versus the Pharisee who's there feeling pretty smug about their situation. Yes, they're coming to worship God, but feeling really smug about it. And yet it's the broken one who goes home justified. I guess if, if we're in one of those places where we're thinking about starting from a place of active disobedience, there, Psalm 51 is a great psalm for us to consider and to and to pray through. Psalm 51 uh, says this. It says, the psalmist writes, be gracious to me, God. According to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Yes. Completely. Wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and and done this evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self. And you teach me wisdom deep within Purify me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Praise Jesus for Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. At the heart of of coming to a place of worship, starting from a place of disobedience, is repentance followed by rejoicing in the grace and, and the wonder of God's love and forgiveness. But it starts with repentance. That's, that's uh, starting place number three. How about starting place number four? Starting from a place of feeling stuck or lost, needing direction and guidance from God. I, I can't tell you, friends, how many times I go to church and I'm in a worship experience where my confusion clarifies, where I won't know what to do. And then it's just like it, I see it. As I come into God's presence, or I, I, sometimes I just have to start taking notes so fast—not about what's going on in the room, but what about what, what I feel like God is clarifying in my in my heart. The the guidance and direction just just comes to me in in context of worship so often, more more than I would than I would normally expect. Uh, I, I think of of Elisha, uh, the prophet, who who ne- he needs to hear from God on behalf of the kings, and he's like, "Bring me a harp. I need to hear from God." So let's. Bring me a harp. It's, it's worship time, so I can, I can hear here. I, enc- I encourage you in, in times of discouragement or confusion, when, when there's a lot of uncertainty in your life, that's the time to just intentionally run after the presence of God and, and really the worship environment of God, where we can praise God for His goodness as we wait for Him to guide us. Check this psalm out, Psalm 143. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. I'm like a parched land before you. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me or I'll be like those going down to the pit. Let me experience your faithful love in the morning for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go because I appeal to you. Because I appeal to you. God reveals the paths forward. And if there is no path forward, He makes a way. Right? He makes a way. If He can open a path through the Red Sea, I'm sure He can deal, deal with your situation and, and your, your path forward. But be intentional. To come into God's presence when times of confusion to hear and to simmer and to be in, in that worship presence. The, the, the environment where God very often gives the guidance and direction that we, we're looking for. Don't wait. Don't hold back. Come. That's, that's number four. Starting place number five. From a place of feeling attacked by people. People hurts. Uh, rejections betrayals, wounds. Uh, I, I really hope that none of you experience this. you know. But I know that this is so common. In fact, so many of the st- Psalms and so many people in the Bible write about people wounds. And, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's such a painful place to be. And sometimes when you have people wounds, you want to avoid people and you just want to hide away from people and you don't want to go where the people are and and that's where you know the idea of going to a room full of people who are people and even if we're gathering to worship God just sometimes the people wounds want to keep us away but 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 that's that's not what we want to do that's not what we want to do psalm 64 here maybe this is a psalm for for those dealing with people wounds. Again, there's so many of these. I, I could just flip through the Psalms and pretty much pick almost any of them. And actually, that's what I did on this one. I just flipped my Bible in the Psalms and I was like, Psalms 64? Yeah, that'll work. So common, people wounds. This one says, God, hear my voice when I'm in anguish. Protect my life from the terror of the enemy. Hide me from the scheming of the wicked, from the mob of evildoers who sharpen their tongues like swords. Maybe you've experienced that. And aim bitter words like arrows. Shooting from concealed places at the blameless. It goes on and maybe we skip down to verse 7. And here's the hope. For those who keep trusting in Jesus. But God will shoot them with arrows. There's justice with God. Suddenly they will be wounded. They will be made to stumble. Their own tongues work against them. All who see them will shake their heads. Then everyone will fear and will tell about God's work. For they will understand what he has done. If you're feeling attacked by people, keep going. God is good. And he sees. And he will take care of it. And he will bring justice. He's, God pay, is paying attention to you. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be without blame for him to see and pay attention and intervene on your behalf. Ah, when you're feeling beat down, keep coming. Keep coming to worship the one who sees you. Come, come, keep coming to worship intentionally the one who can avenge, who promises to repay Don't let the pain of your circumstances keep you from coming and gathering together uh, to worship the one who helps. He's not going to ignore you. Number five. Situation number six. Starting from a place of disappointment, even disappointment with God. Okay, how how do you come to worship God when you're starting at a place where you're disappointed with God? Maybe you're angry at God. Disappointed because he didn't do what you wanted as fast as you wanted it done. uh, Didn't keep you from facing a painful reality that you dreaded and that you definitely did not want to happen, but you had to go through it anyways. Friends, God is is every microsecond good. He's not mean. He's not bad. He, he, He is good and he sees you and he is going to allow you to walk through painful circumstances. He's going to allow that. He's going he's to allow you to go through some of those in life, but He is going to go with you. And, and think of classic Psalms about this, like Psalm 23. You got, even when I go through the darkest valley, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Or Psalm 71. You caused me to experience many troubles and misfortunes. I say that again. You caused me, God, to experience many troubles and misfortunes, but you will revive me again. family, God may cause you to experience many troubles and misfortunes, but God will also revive you again. He will see you through, and so you might speak to your heart, like, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Today looks dire, but God is still paying attention. When you're feeling disappointment and, and even feeling disappointed in God, Start again, okay, here I am. I'm picturing God's throne room presence. I'm picturing the wow and the wonder of God in heaven. And then I can ask myself, am I seriously bringing a complaint against him? Job tried that. He had a major complaint to bring against God until he started to glimpse the wow and awesomeness of God. And then he's like, I I will keep my mouth shut now. I, 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 I didn't understand, he says. I encourage you if, you, if you find yourself upset at God, maybe reread Revelation chapter 4, the throne room wow in presence of God, and then keep reading in Re- Revelation chapter 5 and the, the wonder of Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain, and, and the worthiness of his praise, and then consider how you're going to approach God in your disappointment. Because he's pretty amazing. And he's done great things and great things for you. And, and and it is okay probably to appeal to God, but just come with the right situational understanding. God, Jesus, me. Right? The right situational understanding. So, But again, if, I, if you're struggling to, to worship God and, and because of disappointment with God, again, remember His throne of presence. Remember Jesus and the Lamb who was slain, the grace. And remember that God is being good. He cannot not be. He, he is good. And you just keep worshiping God until He relents, until God gives the command to save you. That's Psalm 71. I love that line. God, give the command to save me. Give the command to save me. Hmm. Okay, finally, number seven. Starting from a place of grief and anguish. Now, grief can drain a person empty. And when you're, when you're grieving and when it's fresh, you can feel like a shell of yourself and an empty shell, and you're like, how can a shell worship? how can how can how can i in this in this empty grieving place worship well this is what psalm 119 says he writes i am weary from my grief or oh, sorry i'm weary from grief strengthen me through your word again depending on how fresh and intense and Uh, your grief might be sometimes the path to worship is going back to the very very basics going back to the simple things in in the bible being re-strengthened in your grief that god is real that god is good that jesus is real that god loves you just going back to the very very basics of the gospel i mean Joy and, and thankfulness might always be what we aspire to as we, we gather to worship and we want to exude joyfulness and thankfulness, but, but that's a big step. That that's, seems like a very big step when you're carrying strong grief, deep grief. I, I do want our church to be a joyful church in expressing thankfulness, but I also want it to be a safe church for people to come in here from different starting points and to find The healing that they need for their heart and for for their wounds and and what's going on. Jesus says in Matthew 5, blessed, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. They they will be comforted. And and I just see that the, the Bible, I guess truthfully, the God of the Bible, God of the Bible is gentle to those who are grieving. He has compassion on those who are grieving. He desires to comfort those who are grieving. And, and it's okay to take, yes, intentional steps, but also gentle steps when, when worshiping Jesus from the, this place of grief. You know, God, I don't have the overflowing joy and thankfulness of the Lord right now, but I come seeking the God of comfort. The God who comforts those who mourn. And so I'm, I'm here to worship I find being in God's presence and, and in the presence of, of worship, experience, even when I don't have any strength myself to worship because of the brokenness or the pains or whatever going on in life, I just being in the presence of God and being in the presence of worship happening can begin a healing work in my soul and in my life. And, and it won't get me all the way there. At some point, I'm going to have to engage myself and I'm going to have to lean in in the area of worship at, at some point, but... Sometimes just being in that environment can, can start this, this situation where God starts ministering in his compassion to my, to my soul, to our souls. And sometimes intentionality is showing up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. And maybe I'll picture the throne room of God. I can do that. I can remember Jesus. Back to the basics. I can remember that. And I can remember that God is good even now in this severe grief. Some Psalms. Psalm 34. Psalms. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. Or Psalm, Psalm 147. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. I like that one. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Friends, whatever your starting point, You're going to have different starting points throughout your life. We are having different starting points today as we gather today. I'm not asking you to necessarily be the greatest, most joyful, exuberant worshiper uh, of all time. Although, hey, go for it. Uh, Yes, may, may it be. But what I'm really asking for us all is to be intentional. To be intentional from wherever our starting point. To move from here towards worshiping. Whatever that path might, might be for you. Remembering the throne room presence of God. Remembering the goodness of Jesus. Remembering that God is good and he's perfectly good. And remembering the examples of those of, who have gone before us. Like the authors of the Psalms who have, have, have shown us how to work through our heart challenges. The, the challenge for us this week is simply this. Know your starting point and be intentional. Intentional. Be intentional. Push yourself this autumn by, intention, by intentionality when coming to church to worship. Intentionality. The one thing that I'm not looking for is coasting. I'm looking for growing. Can we grow together from wherever we're at? In fact, I'm going to ask Jesus to help us in this, in this journey. God, why should you help us to worship? Because you are worthy. Because you are worthy of great worship. And, and you see us, Father. You see us in all of our situations, in our pains and in our celebrations, in our in our joys, in our sorrows. You see us in, in all kinds of situations. And God, I ask you to be mindful and attentive to our hearts and our wounds. And would you restore joy? Would you heal brokenness? Would you would you comfort? those who need comfort and would you intervene with your guidance god would you do would you pour out your goodness on all of us as we go from here trying to follow you and would you lead us to be intentionally uh, jesus focused worshipers lead us in that path because you're worthy you're worthy in jesus name amen